Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the D Insider podcast. Today is June the 28th. Uh, my name is Sohail, your uh, host. And uh, today I'd like to speak about no other than Bitcoin. Yeah, so Bitcoin has been in the news. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of inquiries uh, in regards to what my thoughts are on Bitcoin. And we touched upon this uh, last uh, week. But um, essentially, uh, you know, if you've... Um, not been following Bitcoin, uh, it's actually had uh, quite a big move over the past, um, uh, you know, week or so even. Uh, but you know, Bitcoin saw a price low of about thirty five hundred U.S. dollars back in February of this year, and uh, just um, uh, yesterday or the day before, it almost hit fourteen thousand dollars for one Bitcoin. So we've had uh, quite a move, uh, you know, over um, about uh, four months, you know, the price of Bitcoin has gone up 400%. And over the past week or so, it had actually gone uh, from 10,000 to just under 14,000. And uh, that's something that we haven't seen since January of 2018. Okay. And uh, so Bitcoin, uh, and we could perhaps give it some give uh, Facebook's uh, Libra uh, coin, the announcement of that coin, some credit. I mentioned that, you know, this will raise awareness for uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, uh, which it appears to have done. Uh, but there are other factors as well. So what I want to do in today's podcast is, one, just kind of summarize what's been happening in Bitcoin. Um, the reasons I believe and the data um, to support that in terms of what's driving the price uh, or demand for Bitcoin. Uh, and secondly, where I think it's going to go. You know, we're starting to hear those 100,000, 1 million uh, price targets for Bitcoin as we did, you know, back in 2017. So all that nonsense is starting to come back. Uh, could it go to a million? Anything could happen. But what is the likelihood? What is the probability of that happening? Again, let's use data. Uh, to be able to assess that. Uh, and uh, what I also like to talk about is, again, the Bitcoin in terms of, uh, you know, it will continue to be the poster child for cryptocurrencies. Um, not necessarily the best uh, cryptocurrency in the marketplace, but definitely the largest. And I think that um, is a position that it will maintain for quite some time. And uh, so, uh, just to give you um, a bit of price history, as I mentioned, you know, we saw the lows in February. Uh, we had kind of a, you know, slow climb till about April where we uh, finally broke through the $5,000 mark. So it took us about two months from February to April to, um, you know, get back up uh, about 5000 And then the uh, real kind of accelerator, you know, started to occur in May. The beginning of May, you know, we were still sitting at five thousand, about fifty-five hundred dollars for one Bitcoin. Uh, but by the end of May, uh, you know, we were uh, we had gotten close to about eighty-five hundred, right? So that was a relatively sh sharp move, a pullback, and then this month has been quite uh, meteoric in terms of the rise. We've seen it rise from just under eight thousand to uh, just under fourteen thousand you know, over the uh, the past month, right? So in the month of June. So this is one of the best months that um, uh, Bitcoin has had. 
and that's brought out all the bears it's brought out interest in these altcoins altcoins are the alternative uh, cryptocurrencies that literally anybody can create and uh, one of the interesting things is that um, uh, you know the whole awareness for bitcoin has increased and this is particularly of importance and i think this will have an impact and will in the short term uh, drive uh, pricing okay and i'll talk about some stats on that but let me uh, touch back in terms of uh, a comment i made earlier what i believe is driving uh, the demand uh, for uh, bitcoin and it's uh, and it's again coming from the east you know um, you know bitcoin is a cryptocurrency it has no inherent value the value of cryptocurrency is based on the supply and demand and uh, you know so it's it's not an asset uh, like and it's like the U.S. dollar, right? It's, it's a currency. The U.S. dollar is not an asset per se because it doesn't generate any income or any economic activity, but it represents a transfer or an exchange of money. So it's a form of money, right? And the value of that money goes up based on the demand for that money. The U.S. dollar, the demand for the U.S. dollar goes up as economic output, as the economy in the U.S. Uh, strengthens. Uh, likewise, for Bitcoin, um, the data that I've looked at, you know, and again, you know, we don't really know. It is a relatively small market. It is a market that is easily manipulated. We know that there are a few large players in the Bitcoin market. Uh, we call them whales, right, that can manipulate. And I do believe they do uh, manipulate uh, the price um, of Bitcoin. But there's two things. I think the Chinese and the Indian market um, has given this short-term boost, particularly in the month of uh, June. Because I came across a, a stat, there's a um, uh, cryptocurrency uh, lending firm based in China. Now in China, interestingly enough, uh, cryptocurrencies are banned, right? But there's a, a firm there called Babel Finance. You can Google these guys. And uh, they essentially provide Chinese investors for Bitcoin collateralized loans, right? So basically, uh, you know, they're able to uh, get, lend you money to invest in Bitcoin, okay? And uh, so they released a report um, that in, in June, the beginning of June, that, um, you know, over the past uh, two months or so, they've seen the amount of loans outstanding against uh, Bitcoin, which is often this money is borrowed against Bitcoin to invest either back into Bitcoin or into other uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, rose uh, almost fivefold, right, from twenty-seven million dollars in outstanding loans to one hundred twenty-four million, and now that's not a really necessarily a big number, right? But what it reflects is the demand uh, coming out of China. Okay, so that's one thing. The so the Chinese speculators seem to be coming back into the marketplace, and even in the two thousand seventeen um, uh, bull run. For Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, a lot of that demand wasn't driven by the West. You know, it was driven by the East, right? Where there is a lot of uh, uh, mistrust and uh, concern uh, with the government, with people's holdings and, and savings. You know, there are money controls. Um, you know, people can't move money in and out of the country very easily. So Bitcoin is a way for them to transfer uh, money across borders without the interference or the monitoring of the government, right? And that's why China has banned it and they're cracking down. And interestingly enough, India, uh, where, you know, uh, cryptocurrency is also uh, banned, uh, recently announced that they were going to start um, 
uh, criminalizing, uh, you know, trading or, or holding up uh, cryptocurrencies. And this is, uh, you know, so it would be like a complete ban and it would be, you know, you would be subject to jail uh, if you were caught with Bitcoin. And what's happened is that uh, there is, if you want to, for example, if you're in India, you want to buy Bitcoin, there's about a $500 premium and you have to pay $500 more uh, for that uh, privilege in India than you have uh, to pay here, let's say in the UK or in the US. So what that uh, means is that because there is a higher risk, right? So the people that are selling or trading this Bitcoin, you know, they're taking a higher risk, uh, but there is enough demand that they're able to charge this premium from Indian uh, buyers that want to own Bitcoin. And so what's happened is this announcement of the Indian government of banning so-called, again, it hasn't gone through or this, uh, you know, criminalizing it, uh, but, you know, there is a proposal, uh, there is likelihood that it could go through, right? Because, again, what the Indians want to do is they want to control their currency flows. You know, they want to have complete control over their monetary um, uh, you know, uh, policy and uh, the money supply. And when you look at these two major nations, China and India, India has over a billion people. You know, China has, I don't know, well over a billion people. So there's, a, we're, you know, and not necessarily that, you know, there's a, a lot of um, uh, the GDP uh, per capita is relatively low. But considering the number of people that are in these marketplaces, the governments have a right uh, to be concerned. And I don't agree that this is the right way to do it. Uh, but uh, so that ban, that uh, risk of getting banned has driven up demand. So people are saying, well, why don't I accumulate, uh, you know, Bitcoin uh, before, you know, this uh, potential ban and criminalization of Bitcoin comes into play. So China and India, we've seen significant demand from those two aspects. Uh, and then a tight uh, supply um, has caused Bitcoin to, you know, move very aggressively. Um, and... Uh, and where is it going to go? You know, I don't know. Nobody knows. If somebody tells you that they know where the price of any asset or, or commodity or currency is going to be, uh, you know, uh, even, uh, you know, five uh, days or a month away, let alone a year or two years, you know, they're lying. You know, everybody is making educated guesses. And oftentimes the, the biggest challenge is that when people are coming on, on television or writing these articles or uh, you know, promoting this, they've got their own agenda, right? So if I'm a Bitcoin holder, if I'm a cryptocurrency fanatic, um, a hodler, as they're uh, <laughs> labeled, you know, I'm obviously going to, uh, you know, promote uh, the um, the theory that Bitcoin is going to go to a million because that just gives me self-assurance and it just validates my thinking, it gets other people to buy into it and so we can create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, again, as I've said, you know, I... Um, trade, you know, I will get in and out, I will make, uh, you know, position trades, but, you know, I'm not necessarily a buy and hold uh, of cryptocurrencies. And um, so we don't know where it's going to go. Uh, there is, uh, I am going to talk about, and uh, this is something that, you know, I'll p maybe add a, a link in the description of the podcast. Um, you know, I've actually created another podcast called Money Seekers, which is more of a daily kind of starting all the way from elementary, the basic fundamentals of uh, finance and investment all the way to advanced strategies where, um, you know, I want to teach people how to evaluate an investment and how to uh, monitor and assess, 
um, the merits of an asset uh, and, uh, and determine what's a fair price you know, to pay for that, uh, given the uh, risk-adjusted returns and all the, the other things that are happening with that asset class. Um, but I do believe Bitcoin is going up. You know, from what uh, the data suggests, the demand is going to be increasing. I heard that there's a, a Netflix a movie that's going to be released over the summer. And that's going to be focusing on, you know, some of these riches people have made in cryptocurrencies and alternative coins. And, and that's going to, again, you know, kind of start building that FOMO, fear of missing out in the, in the mainstream. Uh, and I think the mainstream is already starting to become aware, you know, there is a lot more Bitcoin uh, awareness. And interestingly enough, Coinbase, which is, uh, you know, U.S., uh, they released a crypto report uh, today, actually, uh, which is, uh, you know, it's kind of the state of Bitcoin uh, in the U.S. And in their uh, research, um, what they've said is that the awareness of Bitcoin is on the rise uh, among the U.S. population. And uh, so which is good for them, of course, because they're you know, an exchange uh, based in the U.S. And uh, but what's interesting is that they're... Um, uh, they say that there's quote-unquote strong intent from the average American to buy or participate in cryptocurrencies, all right? And now this was uh, data that was derived from a report on Coinbase's own internal analytics of customer activity. Uh, they surveyed about 2,000 U.S. Internet users over the age of 18, and, uh, and the report uh, basically, the, um, uh, the end result or the uh, verdict was that nearly half or 58% of Americans say that they have heard of Bitcoin. And when uh, they were given a list of cryptocurrency to choose from, the, no uh, the number, however, uh, you know, dropped to 37%. So they didn't really know what a cryptocurrency was or they weren't able to identify it. And, um, but, you know, they're, so that means a third of Americans have an understanding of Bitcoin and can pick it out of a list. Uh, but I think the uh, uh, the headline of the report is quite valid. You know, Bitcoin is going mainstream and that will uh, create some demand and that will push prices up, um, which will, I think, we, we can easily, uh, you know, surpass that 20,000 mark, perhaps go to 25,000. And now when you look at the risk reward, yeah, that's a potential 100% return from current uh, prices. And, uh, but it's going to be a really uh, bumpy road. You could put a little bit of money, it's risk capital. Um, uh, but again, you know, I can look at uh, a dozen other companies, which I believe will be uh, worth uh, or have the potential of going up 100, 200% over the next six months, you know, based on what's happening in their, um, in the marketplaces and in terms of their earnings, um, right? So, so again, you know, that's kind of good news for the cryptocurrency industry uh, and uh, uh, good and bad in terms of we're going to get more volatility. I think we'll get another bull run and p possibly another crash, you know, uh, so we could see, you know, let's say Bitcoin, you know, uh, if it goes crazy, we see a kind of another hyperbolic move upwards. We'll see it go up to maybe 25, 30, uh, 40, 50,000, who knows, uh, and it'll crash back down uh, to, you know, maybe 10, 15,000. And again, all the people that got in at the uh, uh, later stage will see a loss of you know 70 80 percent of their capital and uh, and a few will make money but most will end up uh, losing a lot more uh, than they make 
So with that, I've, um, I hope that gives you a bit of an overview of my thoughts on Bitcoin um, and uh, look forward to uh, discussing um, this. And if you have any questions particularly, um, you know, please uh, do send them across uh, from my blog um, or you can email me directly, hello at sohailahmed.com, S-U-H-A-I-L-A-H-M-A-D.com. I'd be happy to address these uh, in my podcast. Uh, wish everyone um, a great weekend. Um, happy Canada Day to all my friends and uh, family in Canada. And I hope to have another podcast out by July the 4th or maybe on July the 4th. But if we don't um, uh, connect before then, um, you know, happy Independence Day to my American friends and uh, speak to you soon. God bless.